Good morning. Welcome to the Leaders Brief by Egomog. Today we will look into escalating tensions between the US, Russia and China over the Iran nuclear deal, analyze the situation in Belarus as protests intensify over Alexander Lukashenko's re-election, and discuss China and Thailand's stalemate over the Mekong River waters. This is written this is signed by uh the Assistant Secretary of Legislative Affairs at the State Department dated on November 19th of 2015. They said everything. This is that the Obama Kerry Biden State Department. They said the following. They said everything in the JCOP, JCPOA and its annexes are commitments Iran made and must keep to remain in compliance. If Iran breaks these commitments, the United States can snap back both unilateral and UN sanctions. Look, that just it, it's important to emphasize this. 2231 gave everyone of the participant states the right to execute snapback unconditionally. There are other nations that are not in compliance with the JCPOA today as well. They would have the right to conduct snapback as well. US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo told reporters after requesting the UN Security Council reinstate sanctions on Iran as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action also called the Iran nuclear deal is slated to expire in October this year. In a letter that Pompeo gave to Dian Transiajani, the UN Security Council head, the US stated that Iran isn't complying with its obligations under the 2015 nuclear deal despite extensive efforts and exhaustive diplomacy by the US and other member states. The Donald Trump administration's position has created some friction with other signatories of the UN Security Council pact, with the UK, France and Germany stating that US cannot trigger snapback sanctions as it pulled out of the nuclear deal 2 years ago, with President Trump calling it the worst deal ever. The three European nations and Russia and China have notified the Security Council that they do not recognize the US move. With the US's proposal for snapback sanctions on Tehran, the other Security Council members will now have 30 days to formulate a resolution to avoid the reimposition of sanctions. Political analysts believe that China and Russia are eyeing Iran, placed in a politically volatile region, as a potential weapons buyer once the embargo expires. While both the superpowers have called America's campaign demanding and extension of sanctions on Iran unreasonable, Iran's leader Hassan Rouhani said it is Iran's right to be out of the embargo. Iran has expressed hope that the UN Security Council will reject the US proposal to extend the arms embargo on Tehran. However, the US has said it is fully prepared to block Russia and Chinese attempts to violate the Iran sanctions. Meanwhile, Russia has found itself in a difficult position to maintain influence over Belarus. which is seeing escalated protests over the re-election of Alexander Lukashenko as president. Many believe it was the result of a rigged poll with the president also using state machinery to suppress protests. Lukashenko has indicated if the Kremlin doesn't step in, unrest may spread to Russia. However, Russia's relationship with Lukashenko ruled Belarus has remained problematic on many fronts. For starters, the Belarus president had accused Moscow of meddling in the country's political affairs by funding opposition leaders. However, Minsk's economy is largely dependent on Russia, and the population continues to be made up of mostly pro-Russia citizens. Western countries have made statements calling the elections null due to its rigged nature, with the European Union stating that all those who were responsible for violence and falsification of the election results will be sanctioned. The EU has also called for fresh and fair elections. This is what European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said. Today We gave them three clear messages. Firstly, 
we stand by the people of Belarus who want fundamental freedoms and democracy. Secondly, we will sanction all those responsible for violence, repression and falsification of the results of the election. The people of Belarus took peacefully to the streets and the authorities answered with violence and this cannot be accepted. And thirdly, we are ready to accompany peaceful democratic transition of power in Belarus. However, the Belarus president is adamant at staying in power and has unleashed a wave of brutality on protesters. Svetlana Tikhanovskaya is believed to have won the August 9th elections. She has exiled herself in Lithuania and said she would return after she deemed the situation safe. A Russian intervention might push Minsk towards accepting a more anti-authoritarian stance that may not act in Moscow's best interests. Its neighbor China has recently decided to ease some tensions with South Asian nations, particularly Taiwan, by sharing data on water flows into the Mekong River, which has remained a long-standing point of conflict. This is how Brian Eiler, author of Lost Days of Mighty Mekong, explained the environmental impact Chinese dams have on the Mekong River system at a recent panel discussion organized by the Foreign Correspondents Club of Thailand. No one living has remembered the river being so low. And uh, that translates into, you know, a breaking down of the important ecological processes of the river. Um, but I, I think more immediately, uh, this data, this information can be used to improve understanding about how the Mekong works. You know, it's, it's the, the, the Chinese authorities often throw out this number that China contributes 16% of the average flow to the Mekong. Well, average means nothing in a river system that fluctuates from wild highs to extreme lows um, year on year. And it's during that dry season where China is contributing the most, right? 40% or more. And, and during these extreme dry seasons or these extreme dry spells like last year's monsoon season, its contributions are as important. China's decision to release data on the Mekong River comes from allegations by a recent US report on China holding back large amounts of water during a drought last year. Beijing has denied the claims, and recent media reports quoted Thai foreign ministry officials stating that China is ready to share information in a clear, meaningful and transparent way throughout the year. Apart from Thailand, Vietnam, Myanmar, Laos and Cambodia rely heavily on the swelling and drying of the Mekong River. In the absence of any formal water treaties, China presently shares only limited data with these countries. That is all for today. Tune in to EgoMonk to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. EgoMonk helps you make sense of change. We're a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomonk.com which is spelled I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot E-G-O-M-O-N-K dot C-O-M to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at